We got a lot of questions out of this. A lot of speculation. Probably more speculation than there was before the movie. Of course. Um, and now its sequel is about to premiere in four days from this recording. Star Wars The Last Jedi. Let to us yeah. lock in our final concrete no turning back predictions. Shall we? It's time for last Jedi predictions. Bring out your theories and I hope you did research. I did a lot. I took a lot of notes out of this movie for this particular discussion. Um, uh, I, I did not. I, I just kind of went around and, and I, I, I like to think about stuff like that, like sort of digest a lot of it. And then when I'm working, just sort of let my mind drift in it. So let's start off easy with an easy question. Before Let's work our way to the main event, which we all know what it is. What's that? We're going to work from, we're gonna, okay, we're going to go easy to the main event, which is Ray's lineage. Because that's the big question everybody's wondering. Oh, okay. I, okay. So we're going to start off easy. Luke Skywalker. Blue lightsaber or green lightsaber? Um, she's already mucking around with a blue one, so maybe he gets a green one. Maybe she gets a green one, and he sticks to the blue one. Uh, up to the point that he probably maybe passes. So we'll see. Um, I like him with the blue one a lot. It's just kind of what I remember him with. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was uh if he was rocking a green one. I hope it's green. Honestly. That's the one I remember him with. Mm. So yeah, that was easy, wasn't it? At the, in the last, yeah. In the last movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you think he'll even wield a lightsaber? Yeah, he does in the poster. That is true. The poster that I ignored because I'm trying to stay pure and, un- and uh, trying to stay pure and holy for this movie. I'm kidding. Um, yep. Aha. Let's move on to Han Solo. Funeral scene or not? Um. Uh, no. Where's the? They got to get a body, I guess. They've already mourned him. Everyone's kind of moving on. I mean, maybe they will because they want to let us know what's up with Leia and everything. But there's a part of me that thinks they may just jump right into the war and missions with this. I think we do get one. Just one final proper send-off. Real quick. Like that. Who would be there? He's a space pirate now. He's a scoundrel. He's he's a hero he's of the rebellion. Of course he'd have... He helped the resistance when Starkiller Base was threatening to blow them up. Yeah, maybe he will. Maybe he will. Um... Let's see. What else? What else kind of speculation is there? Um... Let's see... Poe Dameron, gay or bi? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, I could see him just being bi, and that wouldn't be a big deal. But I also, I would like him to be gay. Like, why not be gay, dude? Just, you know, he likes dudes. Poe po likes dudes. He's got BB-8, and BB-8 is cute. I, <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> 
Yeah, BB BB eight is adorable. Moving on. Um, I think. I honestly think that they think I'm trying to get into their heads with this decision. Because he's talking him being gay or bi. He's he like Oscar Isaac has talked about it before, and he likes the idea, which makes me think they might actually pull the trigger on it. Because if he kept if he because Poe Dameron was not supposed to survive the Tie Fighter crash, so if I think if he has that kind of leeway with that character, he might have some say with whatever kind of sexuality he may have. But I th- I think. Ryan, Ryan Johnson takes risks, which is obvious. I don't think Ryan Johnson. Would, I don't think Ryan Johnson would care. If he had right, a that's what I'm saying. In his movie, but also at the same time, Oscar Isaac is really good. He's got clout, and he just genuinely is really good. Why not keep him in your movie for sure? I think so. Yeah, you're right. They could do whatever they want with him. I think Disney want. I think Disney. I'm trying to get into their heads. Disney wants him to be by because that's the subtle answer. That's the subtle answer that doesn't take away from the movie. But I think I think that that's the safe answer. The yes. real answer should be he's gay. The real the smart answer should be he's gay. The 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 forward thinking thing that's going to make Star Wars better should be he's gay. Okay. I'm just I'm just trying to get into their heads. I think that's what they're I, I honestly think that's what they're going to do and then that Ryan Johnson's like that Dwayne Johnson would be like, okay, okay, that's not my hill to die on. Like, it's not that's not particularly a hill I, I, to die on. I I think a lot of people were making a bigger deal out of it than they should. I right. think it's like the Black Stormtrooper thing. I think they were like, who cares? Right. Or like with Ray being a girl, who can do a lot of stuff. They're like, just who cares? I think if Poe was gay, they'd be like, who cares? Just don't make a big What's deal a big out of deal? it. Don't make a big deal out of it. Where it but takes I mean, away from I the movie. Think, it, w- it would be a safe. It would be a safe move if. Uh, Disney was like, yeah, he he's fine. He can do anything. Or maybe he falls in love with a guy or girl we don't know yet. He kind of swings either way. Like, if they allude to stuff, that's the safe thing. But no, I want a, def- I want a definitive answer if they're going to broaden his character in that way and give him a love interest. And it, I honestly think it sh- they shouldn't say whether he's gay or bi. They should just give him a dude to love. Just, like, give him a character that's a dude that he loves. And I'd be fine with that. Ah, gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've been congested uh, for the last few days. I'm with you, man. A lot of people are sick. Yeah. Um, people is- let's see here. Should we just go into the hard ones? Like, there are three. Uh, if you have a list. So, I compiled a small list. Hold on. Let me see what I... I'm trying to... So, Travis, so Travis and Zach were meant to join us, but things fell through. I... Reached out to them and asked them what their theories were. Let's start with Zach. Um, okay, let's go into Snoke. All right, Alex. I'm sure you've done research uh, with uh, Andy Circus interviews and whatnot as to the identity of Snoke. Would you care to give us your report or your analysis? There was there was an original idea that Kylo Ren would be um, a kind of centuries old vampire of the Force in a way, just with that name. They were kind of thinking something creepy, and he went an entirely different route. But um, I like that idea of kind of of Snoke being around 
around as long as um as like as that guy of like centuries. He's seen some stuff. I, I like the idea that he's from the Outer Rim, that that no one really knows where he's from, and that what he's bringing to the Force and maybe with the First Order is stuff that nobody in the galaxy has ever really seen before. I like his stuff being mysterious, um, but it seems to me what they're doing with him is entirely new, and that whatever it is, it's offering new stuff to the universe. Oh yeah, by the way, potential spoilers, even though this is pure speculation, potential spoilers... For Last Jedi, if you're listening to this pre Last Jedi uh, screening, so uh, spoilers. Um, I'm still like my mind is saying exactly what you're saying. Like he's some, and it's some um, some being from the unknown regions that. Um, that, uh, so I've studied some of the, uh, some of the canon, you studied some of the interviews and whatnot and what other speculation is out there. I, I came up with some canonical clues. So in, in reference to Star Wars Aftermath Empire's End, Palpatine is having a discussion with, uh, Gallius Rax, who is the contingent, leader of the contingency in the event of his death. He... Emperor Palpatine alluded to wanting to expand the unknown regions more because he felt a a presence calling out to him from the unknown regions. So many have speculated maybe that's Snoke, and nobody's really denied it. Like that seems like to be the that only good. the only Snoke theory that nobody's immediately shot down or dismissed as dumb or treated as that a joke. It's vague, but at the same time, it works. No, I like that. Um, that he would that you know, regardless, he was always reaching for Palpatine. Right, and it kind of plays into the part where he was I'm hungry for this galaxy's fall. I'm not entirely disqualifying that he might be Darth Plagueis, as alluded to in <laughs> Episode Three. I'm not. No, I'm not disqualifying it. I'm not because then there's a reason he could be calling to Palpatine. Because he wants revenge on him for trying so to kill him. You're still hanging on to that Plagueis theory, huh? No, it works because he could be a force, a force vampire. Where that's how he saves others from death is how he takes other people's lives. A, you know, a soul for a soul or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but if he's been if he's been around for centuries and he was taken down by his apprentice. That makes me wonder. Hey, probably not him. People think he's I, I people know. think he's Mace Windu. Okay, that's not the stupidest thing. I, I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm just saying I don't think it's it. I was like, like, like. Okay, my my I mind think, is I saying my mind is saying he's like a new being from the unknown regions who unlike 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 we've ever seen. But my heart is saying still for whatever reason. He's Plagueis, 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 he's Plagueis. He's the Plagueis. Yeah, because you're crazy. Because you're crazy. I am crazy. Like Chris, like Chris I, I'm joking, but at the same time, like, why would they go backwards when they have a prime opportunity to go forwards? I know, I know. They have a prime opportunity to do new stuff. I know. Actually, like, bring new stuff to the table rather than be like, oh, the, I knew Palpatine and Palpatine did this. That's almost, that's like taking the... That's like taking the bad guys and then doing a she's um, 
Luke's daughter or Han's daughter. They're, they're just going backwards. Whether you like that or not, and if it's done well, doesn't matter. But I don't think it's being done here. Um, so let's go to uh, so most of the most of my friends at uh, most of my friends uh, said that uh, they don't they they think he's some new force. So they're so they know less than I do, and they're probably smarter than me. Um, let's go to Zach. It's not smarter. I would not touch your gut on that. So let's go to Zach and it's see not, what it's he says. Smarter, I just touch your gut. So oh, okay. Zach says, "Quote: Smoke is a force vampire." Exclamation point, comma, um, I'm kidding. Snoke is a, va- is a forest vampire. We have never seen him at all in any canon story at all. His main goal is to turn himself, whoops, whoops, hang on, okay, let me start over. Snoke is a forest vampire. We have never seen him in, at all in any canon story. His main goal is to return himself to full power again, which last time took the entire Jedi Order and Sith Empire collaborating to defeat. To do this, he needs Ben Solo to balance himself between the light and the dark so he can absorb energy from both sides since he cannot absorb Luke. That's what he thinks about Snoke. That's an interesting second half. Um, that I, or I like the idea that the Sith and the Jedi band together to, to stop him at one point. But um, that, that, will, that alludes to the idea that maybe... Ben and Ray will get together and do something together at some point, but um, I don't know. Here's a question. I think the, I think he's a force vampire. It's just sort of simple. It's a simple, he's been around for ages. He's a darker evil than uh, what we saw before. Uh, and it just, it, it makes what he can do uh, and what he's capable of, like build an entire starship out of a planet in only a few years, uh, and impressive in what he's capable of. I have a thought. But we'll get back to it. I want to finish out the Snoke thing. Um, for uh, Travis, Travis says, uh, quote, For Snoke, I will... This digs deep into canon, by the way. On the, let's, let's hope you get what he's saying. I would love for Snoke to be the big threat that forced Thrawn to become an agent of the Empire in the first place. I would like him to be a mysterious figure that is the equivalent of a Force God. Hmm... Okay. Okay. Force Thrawn's a great character. Um, Force God. No, Alex. I think yeah. I think you'd love Thrawn. Something tells me that you'd love him. No, people talk. People talk to me about Thrawn and Rebels and and what he's capable of. Yeah. How he uses art to predict his enemies' movements. It's great. It's so juicy. Um. Mm. Okay. So Force God. I think that's OP. I honestly think that's too overpowered. Unless they make Ray more power, unless they make Ray more powerful than we're projecting. Hmm. This is interesting. Well, that that would that would have to be into the idea that she doesn't have parents; that she's probably like Anakin, a uh, Jesus-born immaculate person. conception. Yeah. Hmm. There we go. Got the phrase. Here's a question I want to ask you. Do you think Kylo Ren... Well, moving on from Snoke. I think Snoke... My mind says... Yeah. Powerful force being from the Unknown Regions. My heart says he's Plagueis because that's just the nerd in me. Um, do you think Kylo Ren... Can or will be redeemed? Either in this movie or the next? 
Um, do I think he can be? Yes, I think they've laid some groundwork for him to be conflicted about the choices he's making and the path he's gone down. But I would really like it if they didn't. I'd like it if they just spearheaded him down a path of pure evil. I want him to go, like, nosedive down. I, I really want to see it happen. I think that would just be great. Um, but I don't think he's irredeemable. It would make sense if down the line him and Ray got together and took down Snoke in their own way. I, I, that, to me, is just as impressive and would be cool. Um, but I, I, I also like the idea that he just kind of, we see in these three films, him getting the Anakin story done well. Right. Excuse me. Um, let's see here. What was that? You don't want to know. Um, uh, I, I think, think I know. I think um, I'm just gonna move on. Um, I think Kylo Ren. Listen, I'm a Christian. Anybody could be redeemed. I think. Um, but if we're thinking in this the context of the story. If he's going to be redeemed, he should go out Vader style. Like, he's redeemed at the very end of his life. Because I don't think, like... Because he killed... He killed Han Solo, who was his father, so why would you bring him back from that? In a meaningful way, where people could buy that? No, yeah, if he if he did, like, get together with Rey to do that, maybe that, um... It wouldn't last very long. It would probably be like the second half of the last movie because of how powerful Snoke, Snoke is. And I wouldn't think he'd like team up with everybody else. I think he would just team up with Rey. Um, but I don't think he's irredeemable. I think, yes, he killed his father. But if you look at the context of everything, that that's probably what Snoke wanted him to do. It's what he knew he had to do to join the dark side. And that's what he's been focused on. That's his path. That's where he's been going. Does that necessarily mean that he can't go back? No, I don't think so. I think, I mean, how many people did Anakin kill? He killed a bunch of kids, dude. He killed a bunch of kids. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. He killed a bunch of kids. He gets to be um, a young dude as a ghost. Dude, he, he slaughtered so many people. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Kylo Ren... Okay, but nah, never mind. I'm just I'm overthinking that. We'll move on. Um, let's see what else do we have. Um, let's see here. Do you think they'll actually do Phasma right? Captain Phasma right? If do you think they would do her right? Uh, do her justice. Yeah, I think. I think people hyped up Phasma without really understanding who she was. I think they were like, she's going to be the cool bounty hunter uh, sort of deal of this trilogy. She's going to be the Boba Fett. But I think they were talking about the trilogy and everyone saw the first movie and then freaked out. <laughs> I think I think she has a path. And I think everyone's sort of jumping the gun on judging her. So in the actually, there's a canon book and a canon comic about her. And they explain why she took down the shield is because they put her, they made her into this character that cares more about her life and not necessarily about the first order. All she cares about is surviving to live, live to fight another day. 
basically, just for her own personal gain. Oh, She's very, out there very, for more personal gain. I forgot to mention that. That sounds that sounds very um uh, inglorious bastards to me. That would be great, actually. I would love that. Okay. Back on to the main part. Okay, Princess Leia. Will she die? Yes or no? I think the bigger question is, do you think she will die, Luke will die, or both will die? Luke lives. I I, I think they both live. I think they both live, too. Um, I could see Luke dying. I don't think she's going to die. Um, I think they're playing it off that way in the trailer. Um, and I think if she was always going to die, she was always going to die before she actually died as a person, Carrie Fisher. But um, it's a, I don't, I think if she does die, it would be at the end of the movie. And I think it would be like an innocence loss sort of thing. And I don't know whether Kylo Ren would necessarily do it by his hand, but I think he would probably make the decision after choking um, earlier in the movie. I think it would be the only thing that would be I'm struggling with this, honestly, if they'll if they'll kill her or not. Because they said episode nine was gonna be her movie, but that they didn't change anything in spite of her death for episode eight. Because it was already shot, it was written, it was done. So, episode 9 is her story? Episode 9 was going to be her story before she died. And that nothing has changed in 8. Ah. So I think wow, that's, that's just, reason... I feel like, okay, okay, alright. I think that's reason to believe she won't die. Then again... Now with Luke, that could go either way. I don't think he dies. Not in this movie. I think they probably shift her stories to her story to Luke. Then some of what her plot actions might have been in the ninth movie because of it. Right. So let's go to Travis here. He says, "For Leia, I think that she will live, but she will be in a coma. She may end up dying in the beginning of the next film. She said she is said to still play an important role in the next film, according to Lucasfilm." That's Travis. Okay. Yeah, so... But then they'd have to recast her, and they're not open to CGI-ing her or recasting her, from last I heard. I Yeah, I don't think they would that they would recast her. I could see them being like, we're going to have to send her to another planet because she's important, or they would kill her in some sort of explosion in the end of this movie. Um, but if she does, and she lives on them, my guess is that she's probably going to be transferred somewhere for safety. Zach just says Leia will not die in this movie. That's all he says. Cool. Thanks, Zach. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, Benicio Del Toro's character. Who is he? His, his, his character is supposed to be named uh... DJ. People have speculated that stands for Dark Jedi. I don't think that's the case. He's like the Lando of this new trilogy, from what I'm from what I'm hearing. They're not exactly saying yeah, that. That is what I'm hearing. They're not exactly saying that, but that's kind of what they're alluding to. 
Yeah, not necessarily Han, but probably someone who's a little bit more shady. Yeah. Get uh, I forgot we get Kanto. I forgot about Nisha del Toro. I forgot he was in this movie. They haven't shown any of him. It's amazing. Yeah, they're keeping it to the chest with that with him. It's gonna be really interesting what they do with him. They haven't shown any of him. They barely showed any of Snoke. They've shown more Snoke than Benicio del Toro. What does that say? They haven't even shown Masconada. He's she's supposed it, to be in the it, movie too. They're trying to get their fucking money's worth with Snoke. <laughs> yeah, there were discussions on whether or not Snoke was a bust. I mean, have, I'm like, you're having this. You're having this conversation way too early. Like whether Snoke's a bust as a character. I'm like, it's way too early. Way too early. Um, I think I don't think the the I don't think you need to argue whether he's a bust or not because yeah we don't know him as a character yet what what are his wants what are his desires what's his conflicts but right. is he a threatening presence right is is he a good presence as a villain that that's an interesting more question to be honest yeah he's, I think he's interesting yeah okay. again I'm seeing this as a trilogy a lot of people are need to see it as a trilogy all right. Now it's time to get to the real part of this. The real reason, the real circle of speculation that we're all getting. Is Luke gay? Cannon has confirmed that he's straight. He's straight? Yeah. Yeah, he had a wife and all that and all that jazz. In an old canon, he did, but then he had a he had a a little bit of a kindle with another girl, but then she ended up dying in the rebellion days. So I think he's I think he's straight. Uh, women. <laughs> um. Always dying in rebellions. So Finn, actually, one more thing before we get to the main event. Finn. Um, actually, let's get to Finn, and then um, uh, Laura Dern's character, and then Poe, and then Ray. So let's go with Finn. Do you think he'll go back to the First Order? Because no. like his, his like okay, I I I I pose the question because. He, because it's, it's just just for the sake. I just I just posed it for the sake of it because he hasn't really made the decision of whether or not what he's doing. So he's like he basically when we left him before he was in a coma, he's just like basically I just want to get out of here, but I want to do the right thing. Like he's struggling between that. So I guess the real question is, why do we he, see more of that? Why would he go back to the first order when he? Why would he go back to the First Order when he totally cut up his boss with a lightsaber? He didn't totally cut him off. He gave him a shoulder. He, t- he tapped him in the shoulder. He hit him pretty hard. Yeah, he did. And either way. But, um... I don't think he's going back there. I don't think he's, like, legitimate. But do you like, think he's gonna... Job do you think he's gonna commit to the Resistance, though? Yes! I think he's... I, well, uh, no, well... Will he he commit to the resistance yes i think he's wearing i think he's hanging around with the first order again because he's on a mission for them the i think his 
arc for the entire trilogy is he's going to become the Han Solo of the series. He's going to become like a space pirate, someone who just is completely different than he was at the beginning of the series. Hmm. Okay, actually, let's skip. But no, I don't think he's going to go back to them. He, he's been running away from them since day one. He protected Rey. He attacked the boss of the company. He doesn't, he's not going back. I think at the end of this trilogy, he is out of this freaking war fighting thing. And he's just going to, like you said, he's going to be like a pirate or something like that. Just be on his own or something like that. With him and uh, I also Rose Tico. I could see. Is that um, Aunt Laura Dern's name? No, uh, that's uh, Kelly Marie Tran's name, which is supposed to be Finn's supposed love interest. But there's probably more to it than that. There's probably more to it than that. Uh, Poe Dameron, do you see him taking up more of a leadership role in the Resistance? And how do you think he's going to deal with that? Uh, yes, I think he'll take... I think we'll probably get to see what his role in the Resistance has been outside of being a pilot. Uh, it'll be nice to see how he interacts with the coworkers. It's He seems to me to be already be a leader. Like, people already see him as a leader. He seems, like, naturally charismatic in that way. So I'm interested to see how he leads. What are his plans? Is he the one making plans, or he's or is he a better executioner? Does he rile up new people who need to join the resistance in a positive way? Because it seems like that's how he does it with Finn. Like, he seems like he just gets along with Finn immediately, and he's like, hey, man, we're joining a resistance. And Finn's like, great, let's do it. And he's like, great. I, I see that in him. I think he's already a leader. I think, le- my opinion, I think leader is the wrong word in, so- in that I'd say role model is more appropriate. Because I would even say that. He's... I- He's already that. He's he. The, people have to look up to him already, and I think he is quite comfortable with that. I think he's very comfortable with being the kind of guy that everyone's like, I want to be like Poe. I want to be Poe's friend. My thing is, okay, here's the amount of research I did, or that I can remember from interviews and such like that. They said that, I think it was Ryan Johnson who said, yeah, Poe's really going to be tested in that he, like everyone's going to be tested in Poe's case. I think it's going to be like Leia testing him and like there's more to being a leader than being a good pilot and a hero. So I think Ryan Johnson's mind, he's like he's a hero of the resistance and now he wants like to mold him into a into like that leader. So I think so I think yes, I could I, I could absolutely see that. They could like enter in some of the stuff from Rogue One, like a little bit of the war aspect that's a little bit uh, 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 morally ambiguous, but still make it interesting because of the kind of person Poe is. Okay. Vice, Admir- Vice Admiral Amalyn Haldo, I think that's what her name is. Who in the world is this woman? That's Laura Dern. But who do you? Who is this woman? Yeah. Probably a chaotic good. That's what I'm hearing. Like she's chaotic uh, maybe, good. Maybe she's the kind of person who benefits from the chaos that the First Order is putting out there. Maybe she's kind of a First Order spy or she's connected to them in some way. Okay, hang on. Um, like Lando had his own city, so he had to protect it. Maybe she's doing her own thing with them. No. But that's. It, she's actually. They're not really giving away a lot of. 
She's actually, from what I could tell, solely with the resistance. And this is my prediction. She's solely with the resistance, but she's less conscious of casualties than Leia is. So I think those two are going to have a back and forth, and they're just going to have friction the whole time. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But I, I, I also don't... There's somebody in this story that I don't trust. Uh-oh. All right. I just don't know who it is yet. Okay, so there's two parts to our main event here. We have a double main event here. Centered around the mystery that is Ray. Now, this is what we these are the facts. Well, let's first start off with a question. Do you think do you think Ray will at all... Okay. If this is going to mirror Empire at all, she's going to have the same struggles as Luke is, as Luke did in Empire. I think. Do mm-hmm. you think she'll actually make the opposite choice that Luke made and actually join the dark side? I don't think Luke's um, choice in the second movie is to join the dark side. No, I mean I Ray. his choice in the second movie... I know. I don't. Okay. I'm talking about Luke. Okay. You said it mirrors Luke's. I don't think that's what Luke's conflict was. I think his conflict was uh, being impatient and not listening and uh, not really fully understanding the scope uh, of what he was going with and being emotional and not really thinking through his situation. Um, I think that's probably going to happen with her. I think she's going to face that same. Um, conflict i think the result of that conflict is going to bring the question as to whether or not she wants to join the dark side or not and i think that has to do with her lineage i think maybe she finds out what her lineage is i think that whatever that she finds out probably pushes her over to uh kylo's side but do you actually think that's going to happen maybe that she would join the dark side yeah possibly why not I just don't see it happening. Why? Like why? I mean, I I don't I don't think I I I could see them ending the movie with her siding with them. Yes, maybe not joining it, but thinking maybe these people are better at helping me than the people I was with before. I could understand that. It's exactly what might have happened to Kylo. That's the important thing. We don't know what happened to Kylo, but he was raised by Luke Skywalker, and still Snoke stole him away. So whatever he has the power to do, manipulation-wise, he may have the power to do to her. I don't think... I don't think she does. I think that... Now, let me ask you this. Okay. Do you not think, or do you really, really, really hope she doesn't? Both. Now, if she does, there are... Okay. I explained this to one of my friend to uh, my friend Ted, who leads worship at church. I explain I explained this to him. There are three ways I see her turning to the dark side. All have to do with Kylo Ren. A. She kills Kylo Ren and joins Snoke. B. She she and Kylo Ren swap. Or C. Um. Wait, her and Kylo Ren what? Swap like they swap, they trade spaces. 
Like, she goes dark, he goes light. And three... What was the third one? Um, Like... What was the third one? I I remember there were three. There were three. Like... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, First one... uh, uh, she kills Kylo. Second one, she and Kylo swap. The third one is she and Kylo kill Snoke, and they start a new Legion of Seth. That's all. I, that's how I see it happening. Like a new order. No, of Seth. I don't think the third one's gonna happen. I don't think the third one's gonna happen like at all. Um, I I could see her. I could see her killing. Kylo being a big, big deal and her joining the dark side at that moment or making the decision to side by Snoke would be a big deal, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I I could see them swapping more than either of the other two, but that would that would pose the question, do you think Kylo's redeemable to swap sides in the middle of the trilogy? And no, I don't really think so. Especially if he did swap sides, you couldn't do it where he would side with anyone other than her in the scene. He doesn't have the relationship with anybody else. He's not just going to walk up to Finn and be like, "Hey, I know you. I know you like attacked me earlier, and I totally like almost killed your friend. But like, could you help me? I'm good now. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. If he turns good, it's going to be because his relationship with Ren uh, makes it capable for him to do it. Uh, and if they're on separate like uh, end games, then that wouldn't work out. But if if she goes bad, I think it's because she finds out. I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my like a theory out, but if if she is a solo, uh, or if she is Luke's daughter, for example, and Re- and Kylo tells her something about it, and they don't tell her who she is first, she may hold that against them. She may hold the fact that these people put her on a desert planet and told her lies and made her sit there for her whole life. She may resent that. Snoke may jump on that, and he may manipulate that, and she may join. Their side for that exact reason. Um, so I'm thinking about the consequences here, though. Like the consequences, what of her turn to the dark side in a universe perspective, in a stories perspective, in toy- stories perspective. Say she turns to the dark side, doesn't kill Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren stays bad. They're both under Snoke. Who's left to fight them? Finn and Poe. And yeah, that means another, that means another training sequence in another movie directed by a lesser director. No, you don't need to train them in being Jedis. You can have them beat these people by not being Jedis. Wouldn't it be interesting if you saw a Star Wars movie where the real people of the galaxy beat the magical wizards of the order? Wouldn't it be great? No, because they're the magical wizards of the galaxy. That's what this whole story is revolving around. But that that it's also Star Wars. That's the thing. They that's what it's been revolving around. Wouldn't it be nice if it didn't for a little bit and it just sort of said, "Hey, we're going to focus on what the people can do to save themselves rather than just rely on Jedi's to do something." Uh, like. But can you honestly see that happening? Yes. How so? With 
the magic of filmmaking? I mean, come on, man. I come don't on. I you could do better than that. You could do better than that. Come on. I want a you scenario. Want me, Chris, you just want me to... Chris, you just want... Chris, you just want me to explain this idea. But fine, I mean... I, I Let me put it this way. Yeah, let's say at the end of this movie that Ray goes bad. Uh, but she doesn't go bad. She just sort of sides with him because she doesn't trust the people she's been with. And maybe that's going bad. She wants to side with. Maybe let me finish. And so uh, let's say that's how things end. And she's on their side, but she's not fully committed the way that Kylo has fully committed by killing his dad and finishing his training. She's on. She's uh, doesn't understand yet. So let's say Finn and Poe and everybody else take down the resistance and then go up to her. And then he gets a chance to look at her in the face when she's about to make an important decision and say, this isn't you. I care about you. We care about you. You are a human being. This isn't you. And then he changes her, and then all of a sudden it's Finn and it's Ray on their own stopping him. That that to me sounds like a likely possibility. In the in this movie or in episode nine? In the trilogy, in the whole trilogy. Uh, gosh, that'd be such a long wait. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great it- if she was on the edge of the decision and didn't know, and then Finn coming up to her and saying, hey, you're a real person, and then they together, let's say at the halfway point of the next movie, take down Snoke and Kylo and do it in their own way as well as Poe in the Resistance? That's going to be a long wait, though, <laughs> for the next movie. It would be a long wait, but it, oh. like, I, it's something tells me, it's not the reactions of this new movie, that we're going to have a lot to chew on until then. Uh uh, I lineage the worst. No, not yet. Let me just give my two cents real quick. Oh, okay. I think the worst that because I honestly I can't see that like that scenario playing out where like the whole. I just think I don't want to see it. I okay. It's not okay. Okay, I I'm trying. Like, listen, I'm trying you to see to it. I'm trying to see it. Is there a way to tell that story? You just have to ask yourself as a filmmaker, Chris. Is there a way to tell this story that her going to the dark side in an interesting way that is c- compelling? You have to legitimately ask yourself. You gotta without commit any bias. If you're gonna you turn to, the, if you're gonna a way to do it, if you're gonna turn to the dark side, you have to commit to it. If you're gonna turn her bad, you gotta commit to it. No, you, you can't, don't. You can't. You can't do this Anakin halfway. Didn't. Yes, Anakin he did. did not. He was by his side the whole freaking time. At the very end, he tossed that emperor out the fucking shaft, and he saw his kid. It proving when he saw his kid being tortured was that you don't always have to stay on the dark side. You can go to the light. And here's the other thing: but what you're happened? Not he died. The idea that it is good and bad, and that's it. That the force of that the force is actually a blend of the both of them. That she comes out of it as a blend of both of them. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. But that's what I'm saying. Like that—that's a compelling, interesting way to tell that story by changing what the idea of what the Force is. You can still make her learn the dark side and walk away from it and go, "Yeah, okay, that's all right." It would be like someone in the wizard world of Harry Potter going, "I want to learn the dark arts a little bit." What's wrong with learning the dark arts a little bit? They have a teacher for that. Granted, every teacher in those books is a villain, but. I just think, okay, honestly, I don't want it to happen. There, I said, I don't want it to happen. It's just, 
I just want you, I just want you to understand the difference between what might be the right choice storytelling wise and what is the right choice as a fan. It, I have to do it a lot with the things that I love, like especially when I love something that's super weird and doesn't have a lot of linear structure to storytelling. There's a lot of give that I have to bring to the table to understand what I'm going through. There's a lot of answers that I have to just sort of accept because they don't give them to me. At the end of the day, I have to ask myself, is there a compelling way to make Ray turn to the dark side, if not for a little bit? And there is. Little bit. I, I have we have to wait till December 2019 is. to get the answer to this. That, I mean, that's if she turns. That's a long wait, but at the same time, in terms of like 10 years from now, when we can watch these three movies whenever the hell we want, it's going to be the next time we press the play button. I just, I honestly don't want it to happen. I see Luke intervening before she has to make that choice. Before she's even tempted to that make makes that choice. A lot, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. What if that is what it is? What if Kylo gets a hold of her and he does start to uh, convince her because she finds out who her parents are? Or maybe she gets so weirded out by them not lying her or trusting her or whatever, or Luke too, that she ends up signing with Kylo just for a little bit. And then Luke says, you know what? I was wrong. And then he goes up to her and he says, I was wrong. You were right. And I'm going to help you and then he dies that would be pretty cool hmm. i would love that because luke would learn from his own mistakes and die the hero he always was he always was all right ready lineage okay i'll let you go first I... take the floor it's super easy i don't really need to like bring a lot of research to the table i i like and I feel that it just makes more harmony and sense that she's uh, uh, that she's Kylo's brother. Uh, it just works that way uh, more comfortably to me, and I just think it works that way best within the Star Wars universe. I wouldn't mind if she was somebody else that was just that had her own lineage, and I wouldn't mind if they never touched on it again. But I feel like everything they're pointing to, the way you're talking about how Han is talking about her, the way that Leia walks up and hugs her, and all that stuff that people brought to the table. But there's also a lot of other things watching it again this time that I was like, I really honestly feel like maybe she is his brother. Like that maybe they do know each other. Maybe she was raised and, and had and saw this stuff and it was in her blood and in her system and then they just dragged her away when things got really scary. That that to me makes more sense. But uh, it could go anyway and I it, either way it could go, I'll be happy. It's not a big question for me, but it, I think the harmonious answer is she's uh, she's also a solo. Now, I don't mean this to shoot you down or anything, but you were talking. Remember before I yes, left the theater, I, I, like we were talking about how you were hoping that that Last Jedi wasn't like wasn't a complete mirror of Empire. Or, you know, or something like that. Or wasn't like Force Awakens. Don't you think her being... Do you think her being her brother is a little too on the nose? To what? Being like Empire? To being like Luke and Leia. I think that's the whole point. I don't care how on the nose it is. That's the point. Okay. It is on the nose. Okay. It's Just the thought fucking nose. That's <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Like, they're trying... That's the kind of rhyme scheme that I think works within the Star Wars universe as opposed to stealing entire plot structures. Like, that's that's a big 
thing that happens within family operas. That's that's what happens. Like the son to the sons to the sons, father's son. Like that's how that stuff goes. I, I can accept that because that's been around for centuries. Sure. But if you start taking plot structures from your own universe to tell new stories, that's entirely different. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna build to my official raised lineage theory. So we're gonna start with Zach. Let's see what Zach has to say. Quote Zach. Ray's parents are not particularly important people in the sense of key names, but I do think they are associated with Luke's Jedi Temple, possibly Guardians of the Wills, to tie into Rogue One, who die in Ben Solo's attack and like decides to leave on Jakku and like and bleh, what what? Eh, let me start over. Um Ray's parents are not particularly important people in the sense of key names, but I do think they are associated with Luke's Jedi Temple, possibly Guardians of the Wills, to tie into Rogue One with Chirrut and Baze, as he mentions, who die in Ben Solo's attack and, like, decides to leave Ranjaku due to its high concentration with the Force and it's out there and it's out there location so the First Order cannot find her. I like that. I like, I like her being the daughter of people who were there at the Temple, but... Um... Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Now let's go to Travis. I'm going to shoot you all down. I'm sorry. But that's what I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry. I know, I know. That's what you do. You believe very... You believe very passionately. No, no. I have a reason. Believe. That's fine. I have reasons, though. I'm not blinded by passion. Oh, I have, oh do you have reasons? I have, actually have reasons. Evidence. Let's see if it's... I have yeah. evidence. But let's go to Travis first. Travis says... For Ray's parentage, still hoping she is Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter, but she could just be the kid of a former First Order supporter who discovered that she has a strong connection to the Force and hid her away from Snoke. It is odd that Kylo Ren knew of her prior to meeting her on Takodana. I hope that gets explained. Yeah, I think he's wrong. <laughs> you explain. Why is he wrong? Why he's wrong? Yeah, why is he wrong? Uh, they've already done the whole, like, Stormtrooper story. Stormtrooper getting away from the First Order story. It's Finn's story. Uh, that is true. And I don't, uh, I, I don't think that that helps when he sits there and he's like, well, it doesn't explain this one element to my theory. That's kind of big. Um, and then the other point is, I, I stand by this. I think when it comes to normal filmmaking storytelling, uh, if you present a new movie... Like for The Force Awakens, and The Force Awakens is a new movie that should be able to stand on its own if it's making a new sort of trilogies and not be just uh, a set piece to the ones that stood before it. Uh, you need to bring all the evidence to the table about who Ray's parents might be. So if you're going to say Obi-Wan, someone's got to say Obi-Wan in that movie. Someone's got to mention him. you got to see a picture of him. you got to say his name. Never happens. And I just, So that that is a firm reason why I don't think he is connected to her at all, um, bloodline-wise, for the sheer fact that they haven't brought his name to the table yet. They haven't brought anybody's name to the table yet, to be honest. Unless she is the daughter of Han Solo, who she met and talked to and watched die, and her own mother, who she met and hugged after she watched her father die, Okay. and her brother, who she fought. Are you ready for this? Because this is about to... I'm about to drop uh, yeah, the mic. So, I took notes. I've Ewok! <laughs> it's an Ewok, right? <laughs> like the Ewok specials? <laughs> yeah! 
just a shame Ewok. <laughs> That's every, an awfully. Morning, that's an awfully. She and she doesn't tell anybody. That's an awfully tall Ewok. <laughs> it's two of them standing on top of each other. <laughs> okay, so I wrote down. I wrote down some facts here. Based on okay, I'm gonna say this right now. My opening thesis. Canonically, in the canon of Star Wars, outside of the existing movies, in the books, in the comics. The only theory that makes sense to her lineage is actually Travis's. <laughs> is that she's Obi-Wan's? In that, in that she is... Granddaughter. I buy more that she was the daughter of a First Order supporter who was trying to hide her from Snoke. I buy that more from a canon standpoint. Now, allow me... Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't really... That's not a bad story, and I do like it. I just think it's it's sort of a it copy is a repeat. of Finn, and maybe that's the kind of connection you would have with Finn. So, what I wrote down separately from my notes on the movie. So, she. So, in the movie novelization, uh, as much as I read or listened to, because I listened to the audiobook, she's 19 going on 20 during the events of Force Awakens. Um, which would make her, which would make her birth 10, about approximately 10 or 12 years after Return of the Jedi. Which is about nine to eleven years after Kylo Ren is born, because he was born a year after Return of the Jedi. So honestly, timeline-wise, and she's around seven or she's around five to seven years old when in that Force dream when she touches the lightsaber. Though that is. Hmm. Can we really trust that, though? Anyway. So, I don't think she's a solo. Plus, in the Leia not... Based off of based off the age they gave in the book? No, let me finish. Leia... The, 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 the novel Bloodline, which is a political thriller, a Star Wars political thriller book, from Leia's, pers- from Leia's perspective... Yeah, you brought There's no mention... Too. I've said this before, yes. There's no mention of a daughter. I think that a hidden daughter they wouldn't mention, yes. You would, you would actually buy that. You would actually buy that. Yes. You know why? Because I'm just talking about the movies, Chris, not the books. Well, I'm talking about the freaking That's canon. The thing. Like, so... I think they're willing to go. I think they're willing to deviate enough. I know that they're dealing with a hardcore fan base. I know they're dealing with people like you, but at the same time, I think they could you... get away with saying just because we don't mention her in this book that she was doesn't mean she wasn't hiding her daughter. Then why wouldn't she at least think of her? Why wouldn't there be a mention in one of her internal monologues? Which there was none of. Because they don't want to give away the fact that Leia had a daughter. That's the point. But then why, why write so the book from her perspective when it takes place six years before The Force Awakens? Because the whole point of writing that book wasn't to tell us whether she was the mother of this one character in the movies. It was to give us a book about Leia. That's it. Like, if they want to bring in other pieces to the table, they can bring it to the table. But they don't want to give everyone everything right away. Canonical Hall. Canonical Hall. Whatever. Um... I don't know if it's a... If you want to call that a canonical Hall, that's fine. But I, to me, it makes sense that she wouldn't think about or talk about a daughter... 
that she would want to keep secret and hidden. That that's probably not what's on her mind. Whatever. Um, I still don't think she's a solo. There's I still don't think she's a solo. A bunch I still don't think she's a solo. That's fine. Don't think she's a solo. Don't think she's a solo. I think you the age thing in the book of her being ten and when she was on that same planet. All of that is a fair reasonable mathematic argument as to why I could be wrong. Absolutely. Like, even not even counting the age in the book, the age she is on that planet, and then thinking about how long ago it was when Rogue One and Star Wars, all that shit happened. But, like, it, it's not a... I, I, that, to me, is a fair argument. But other than... Okay, okay, okay. Mom, that, that's not enough for me. But at the same time, I'm in terms of how filmmaking goes... Everything seems to point to her being a solo if they want to do the family thing. If not, I kind of agree with Travis that it's probably either a temple person or uh, the child of someone at that temple that got attacked by the Knights of Ren or someone from the First Order, which gives her a connection to Finn and the universe and what's happened to Stormtroopers and their children. Um, but there's, there's a lot of routes you can I will I concede it is a low possibility, but a possibility nonetheless. Fair. I, I I appreciate that. I really do. That pro- that took a lot. I'm not arguing for necessarily <laughs> possibility. I'm just arguing for structure of filmmaking of like how of how like storytelling should go. There's either two routes you go. Either she's connected to the universe, which her being part of that attack on uh, the by the Knights of Ren would be great because that's backstory and we get it and it connects her to it and she was there. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, if she's a first order child, then it connects it to Finn, and maybe she knew Finn when she was a baby, and they didn't even know. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, all that stuff is possible, but if you want to go the whole family rhyme scheme, Skywalker, Star Wars uh, route that they have been going since the last six other movies, then it would make more sense that she was a solo than she would be Luke's daughter or Obi Wan's, considering the story that they told with Force Awakens. Let me say one more thing on it. Okay. I don't think they're connected. I don't think she's connected to the Jedi Temple at all. If she is, she's a Skywalker. No doubts in my mind. Because in that Leia novel, which takes place six years before The Force Awakens, as far as Leia knew, albeit, Luke was still training Ben Solo to be a Jedi. Okay. So... Now that's an inch, now that's better. Now that's different. She's talking about him still training as far as she knew. She probably at that point, yes, would have been like, and my daughter was there. Like, because he hasn't gone insane yet. He hasn't met Snoke yet, it sounds by that novel. That's a better argument rather than she doesn't mention her and at all. Since she was around five to seven years old when she was dumped on Jakku, according to the Force Vision, when she touches the lightsaber, she was on Jakku when the Jedi Temple went down for about well seven, nine years. I, I would say then if they're going to go the family route, then it seems like the mathematics and the, and the age seems to go against her being a solo. That would work really well. Then maybe if they're going the family route, which they still possibly can, and I don't mean in the sense that I think she's Luke's daughter more than Ben Solo's like then, then she's a solo now. But I think if they go the family route, then they'll probably make her Luke's daughter. Yeah, that's if they're gonna make her, if they're gonna tie her into this family, she has to be a Skywalker. I, 
honestly, from a canonical timeline, whatever you call it, canonical standpoint, I don't think she's a solo. I apologize, Alex. It's a chance. It's low, but it's a chance. It's low, but it's a chance. I, I, if you bring outside, if you bring outside canonical material in, which I think they take seriously considering their fan base, then yes, it doesn't seem to fit. But if you just take the movies, it fits way more than anything else. Yes, I agree. Okay, I can, which is I odd. can take that. I can, I know, right? It's so odd. Like, there's it, in the context of the movies. The first, we're watching the first of a trilogy. In the context we, of the movie, it makes. Go all the sense that she could be a solo yeah. because it's because as I wrote down in my note okay so let me go on with these side notes here about Ray's lineage Kylo Ren reacted at her mentioned not at her direct mentioned but a vague mention of a girl which kind of gives off the impression that Kylo Ren may know right that Ray may know or not, like Kylo Ren may know who she is just at a vague mention and then he also addresses her as, um, but here's the thing, there's the caveat in that, I threw, a, I threw an asterisk on that, because when she's, when he's asked, actually talking to her, in the, uh, in the, uh, when she's being interrogated, or mind, or mind probed, or force mind probed, he doesn't seem to be familiar with her, or he's not giving that away. Although it does say in the film theory that that when he wakes up and sees her for the first time, he goes, "You still want to kill me," and she had never met him before. I guess, but he she did see him. She did see him in the Force Vision, which may have just given a vague. That's what I'm thinking happened. I think he saw her in a vision. And we don't know about it yet. So when the guy's like a girl and he grabbed him by the neck, he's like, what girl? He probably saw her ahead of time and was like, no, that girl I saw. My, oh, this isn't good. And I think in the next movie, we'll probably find out. He was like, I saw her. I knew she was coming. Uh, she was powerful. She reminds me of somebody maybe. That, uh, but I think he's seeing her in visions and is not telling anybody. Um, I also wrote down, as I mentioned earlier, Han told... Maz something about Ray that got Maz excited. Yes, that's interesting. I that mean, is interesting. Han knows something. It leans way more to him, either him being the da- the father or Luke. Yeah. Hmm. Or there's something. Or there's something they're not. Or in my case, if she's a Kenobi, there's something there that Han and Luke and Leia, though that Han and Luke. But how would Han know? That's my thing. See, I throw holes in my theories too. In my theories too, okay. She, I, well, I confess. We don't know when Han left. I confess. She, I, I, I think she's a Kenobi. I just think it's a. I just think it's more fun that way, and it's full circle. Kenobi taught Skywalker, so wouldn't it be poignant if? Skywalker taught Kenobi and then carried on from there after Nine and make it since JJ is apparently saying that Nine is the end of the Skywalker saga. No, I've been thinking about that. Here's the thing: like Kenobi never really taught Luke. He he sort of showed him some interesting True. stuff True. and told him to believe in the Force, and then he died. 
the re- the real dude who trained Luke was Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Hmm. Yoda totally trained Luke. Like he even had to go here's, back and train him with him. Here's another interesting thing. R2 doesn't wake up until she's around. Though that's nothing. Yeah, that That could be that could that's be nothing. That's pretty cool. And then she apparently dreams of an island as revealed by Kylo Ren in the mind probing cuz Kylo Ren mentioned an I- that she saw an island. So that that could be Octo. It ends on an island. So I, I, the very fact that the movie ends on an island assumes that they're probably talking about that. So she's having dreams too. It seems. Okay. Maybe- I'm starting to think that maybe the next movie has uh, the First Order attacking that temple to get to Luke Skywalker. They were looking for Luke Skywalker in the last movie. I think they're going to come after him in this movie. Okay, here's my... Here's my... Okay, timeline-wise, this is why I think her... Okay, timeline and a bit of a story element. I've always wanted to run this by you. Um, let's... Um, let's see here. Pick a number. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna involve you. I'm gonna, let's like do some interaction here. Pick a number between one and I believe what was it? One and fifteen. Let's go with that. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Here's why I think her being Kenobi makes a uh, timeline sense and a bit of story sense. So, there's 19 years between Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and Episode 4, A New Hope. You picked the number 12. So, let's say 12 years into Obi-Wan's exile, he grows stronger in the Force, and he's growing too strong that he's afraid that he might get noticed by... um, That he might get noticed by... uh, by Vader and Palpatine. Because that's why they hid the twins. That's why they separated and hid the twins. So Vader and Palpatine wouldn't find them. So, um... So we still have seven years between that and... Yeah. Still have seven years between that and, um... A New Hope. So... See, he breaks the Jedi code because the Jedi wouldn't break the code. So that that's a good way to mask his power. So he breaks the code and has a fling with the girl for a little bit. So, and then has a son or daughter, which would end up being Ray's parent, Ray's direct parent. So there's seven years between that and a new hope. So that, that, that person would be seven, years old by the time episode four rolls around and I'm just writing this down so I can follow along too so apparently allegedly there's four years between there's four years I believe between episode four and episode six so now the parent is 11 years old by the time uh, Return of the Jedi comes around so then, Rey was born 10 years after Return of the Jedi, which would make the parent 21 at the time of her birth. 
So then... So which is entirely believable. So then the parent was then around 35, I think, if I'm doing the mind right, if I'm doing the math right. Yeah, the uh, it was around 35 when, uh, no, when uh, Bloodline happened. Wait, though she'd be 28 when she dumped Ray on Jakku. For whatever reason. Okay, so... It canonically... Canonically in a timeline, it works. However, circumstantial. I submit it's, it's, it's all circumstantial. But I do think... I do think it can... I do think it can work. Albeit, there's not much struggle in it. Which makes me think it's not. And it could just be anybody at that Here, point. And I just completely give here's, up. Here's the problem with that entire thing. Okay. Here's the problem with that entire thing. Okay. It has nothing to do with math. It has nothing to do with the canon. Okay. It has something to do with the fact that if you bring Obi Wan Kenobi to the table as her parent, that grandparent, you describe all of the things you, at, and you describe at all the things that you do. That that either means you stop your movie dead in your tracks to introduce Obi Wan Kenobi. Tell us what he's done. Tell us why he did it. Who he meant. You don't have to necessarily stop that the movie. Just wait till nine to do that. Had a life and had a kid, and that that person was Ray. You either have to explain all of that in your movie, or you have to explain to some certain extent who this is to Ray enough for the audience to be satisfied and hope or, that you get an Obi Wan Kenobi trilogy later and tell that story. But the whole point is all of what you said. They need to stop their movies and present to the table right off the bat. There is no way they're going to do that when they still have to explain where has Luke been? What happened to Han? What happened to Leia? Where's all these other people? What What's up with the universe? What are they going to do with Poe? What are they going to do with all these other people? They're not going to bring such a massive weight dump of the story and just give it to us just so we get the answer of who her parent is. They're not going to do that. You've been it waiting. It's be to... so dumb. <laughs> you've been That's waiting. So, been you've been waiting, waiting for that. that. <laughs> like, like, everything you're saying right now, I would never watch in the movie. It's like it's like in Dark Knight Rises where they stop the story, the story of pain. Like every time that happens, I'm like, I don't care. Why are you showing me this? Like I understand it's Bane, you gotta know his history, but like visually, you're telling me the story of two other people to get to this one other person. Like they had to do that in a two-hour and forty-five-minute movie. They're not going to do that here. They're not going to bring up Obi-Wan Kenobi in the second movie and be like, who's that guy? Oh, he's this, this and that, and he went this way. Now, who the hell is going to know all this stuff? Who's going to know why he did outside of Outside of actually showing us this stuff in a trilogy, that's the dumbest thing they ever could do. It's like, you be sitting here being like, yeah, it's great. He's your grandfather, but who knew this stuff? And when did this happen? And... Dude, that's so many hoops, and you would be questioning every single one that you jump through because you're that diehard of a fan. They would never, ever put you through that. <laughs> but they're, they're coming out with an Obi-Wan movie. Which are gonna... <laughs> yeah, but that, that, means, that means Chris... That you don't have to have give them answer. all the answers. Just wait for the Obi-Wan movie to give the answers. You don't have to give them all the answers. You don't have to, have to stop the freaking movie. You don't have to stop the whole movie. Success of your films. Justice, Justice League in the Zack Snyder DC Universe is a prime example that just because you say you're going to make something based off a product people love, that it's going to be loved. 
If they started the Star Wars trilogy and it sucked by the second one and they don't really explain who Obi-Wan is very well or what happened to him and they were going to make a movie, but now they're losing money on these Star Wars movies and they don't make it, congratulations. You don't really know how Obi-Wan created a child that created the child that created your lead character of A Force Awakens. It's dumb. They're not going to do it. It's too convoluted. It's too much information on a movie that already got way too much information to dump on you. No, no, it is the exact opposite of the Ben Solo one. I no, it is not. She may not be a solo. Thing points to the fact, filmmaking-wise, that she may be. Just because it points that way, doesn't mean it is. It doesn't mean that. Why would she? If she were a solo, if she were a solo, why would she have a British accent? Who would her would have been with to her for her to have a British accent and the same eyebrow raise that Obi Wan has? Explain that to me, Alex. Explain that. To me. Well, first of all, Chris, she was a good actress. They didn't care that she was British. Second of all, just because she's British doesn't mean that there aren't British-sounding people in Star Wars universe. And third of all, she was raised on a desert planet with other people that maybe some of them were British, and that's where she picked up that accent from then. But just because she has an accent and is born with it doesn't mean that she was born a Kenobi. And, and again... This is so much information that they would have to give us, Chris, and none of it has been laid as groundwork. None of it would work. None of it would work. It'd be like building a house on sand. There's no point to it. None of it would hold water. You would be questioning every single bit of it, and the only reason you wouldn't is because you wanted it to happen. <laughs> this is getting way too heated. <laughs> I'm sorry. They've nev- they haven't mentioned him. They're not going to mention him that detailed in a second movie just so we could be like huh that's your dad she's never gonna meet her grand like who cares what her grandfather is we care about her grandfather but we don't know who that her her parents are now they have to tell us the story of her parents and why they matter and why they made the decision what was the sacrifice they made and she's gonna care way more about that than she cares about obi-wan kenobi that's for us that would be for the fans not for her my last bullet my last desperate bullet it was Obi-Wan who talked to her when she touched the lightsaber. Okay, dismiss that. <laughs> he used that lightsaber at one point, so he probably has a connection to it. When? Didn't he give that lightsaber to Luke? Yes. There you go. He, he never used it. around with it Obi- once or twice. <laughs> but here's the thing. Thing. If you want to tell the story of Obi-Wan being a parent, he probably used that lightsaber at some point. Now you have to tell us that information so we can explain why he had the connection with the lightsaber in the first place. That's two scenes right there, Chris. That's five minutes of your movie. <laughs> now I know how you feel. That's so much information. It's so much information. They would never info dump us, especially when their fans are that specific about detail. They would like if you gave us all that information about Obi Wan, and then they were like, "I'm not saying stop the movie." movie? It would, dude. It would totally stop stop the movie. Same way, putting a freaking tentacle monster in the middle of your Force Awakens with the red guys doing nothing but being murdered by it, it's gonna stop the movie dead in your track. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. It could be anyone, but I don't... There are very solid ground reasons why it's not a solo one, mathematically, based off canon information they've given us. And 
storytelling wise, it would be a bad, bad reason for it to be Obi Wan. It makes way more sense considering the boundaries. But her being a Skywalker is so easy. It's way too easy. Chris, of course it's easy, but that's the thing. If you make a horror movie, people have to die. If you make a space opera, it's connected to family. That's the point. It's within the genre. That's the thing. Cliched or not, that is the genre you're telling. People are going to complain if for ages If I make a comedy, I better make some jokes in there. People will... People will... I don't see the casual. I don't see. I don't see fans liking that she's a Skywalker. I don't see it. That's not going to go across well. I see a lot of people liking Skywalker. Hell yeah! I see a lot of people being like, "Great, she's a Skywalker. Awesome. Makes sense. These movies are about Skywalkers." But JJ said it was the end of the Skywalker trilogy or the saga at Episode Nine. That's what JJ said. That would make sense if if his if his if Luke's kids came in and ended what was really going on. And then went off and did their own thing. That would be the end of the Skywalker. If Ray doesn't want to make any more movies after this one, then that would be the end of a Skywalker. She redacted that statement, by the way. She retracted that statement by she saying does, she did now. But let's see what happens at the end of the last movie. I still think she's a haunt. I still think she's like the Harrison Ford of this trilogy, where she's like, "Okay, got my stardom. Now I don't need to do this anymore." I honestly see that happening. I. I She's all the way into the end. She knows it. Like she's in for a long, long, long haul, and the second movie isn't even out yet. So I think she's really like, I want to get the hell off this train. It's a lot to take in, and I think by the end of the movie, she's gonna miss it. She didn't have to do a Harry Potter. She should be thankful she didn't have to do a Harry Potter. <laughs> That's like nine movies of your life, and then the fan base comes at the end. No one's ever really told me the negatives of her being an Obi-Wan. Everybody just said, eh, yeah, go ahead. Believe that. All right, fine. I guess I know how you feel now. <laughs> I, I'm, not saying, I, I'm not saying it would be a negative in terms of character or the world of Star Wars. Obi-Wan was basically the lead of three prequels. If you want to take Anakin out of it, he's the lead of those movies. That's his story. It, I, I honestly believe there's nothing wrong rhythmically and universally with him being... Uh, her grandparents or her being uh, 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 connected to him family-wise, the point is storytelling, they've never given us the information, so it would just be sloppy if they did it. Could they do it? Yeah, but then years, years down the line, people who like film would be like, that was a really, really weird way they just info-dumped that stuff, and then hoped that they could get away with it in a couple other Obi-Wan movies. That seemed, that's a gutsy move, and I would think that was a gutsy move even then. Like, I, honestly, it's just a, like story. That's the only way I can see it. Other than that, it's like I don't know the the uh, canonical nature. I don't know how the math would work. If all of that stuff fits as a possibility, they can do it. But the thing is, they haven't brought one ounce of that to the table in Force Awakens. And if Ray is walking around saying, "Oh, you want to know who my parents are? Watch Force Awakens," then the answer's not there. Okay, I'm sober now. All right. It it is the it is the plagueis of your heart. I get it, I I do. It would be great if it was Obi Wan. To be honest, I would actually really like it to be Obi Wan too. That would make a lot of sense if he had some kid and and she came to the temple and then the Knights of Ren screwed it all up. That that would be cool. But if that did the timeline, they just didn't haven't brought that up. 
I, I would. I, there's no way I think they could do it now, by now, and have it not be sloppy. Yeah, Ryan Johnson's too smart for that. I think he would handle it well if he did, but I don't think that's what's happening. That's really gonna suck. <laughs> it's way too easy. Why? That's not a joke. That's way too easy. If she's a Skywalker. That's just okay. I'm I'm around a different group of people. Need to watch need to watch more movies, Chris. Because as cliche as it is, like the whole point is Star Wars did it best. If they can still do it best with this trilogy, why not? Why not? It's just. (sighs) All right. Um. Shoot. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm Luke. <laughs> at the end of Empire, you where Vader's just so where Vader, where Vader's yeah, like, so where Vader's like, search your feelings. You know this to be true, and I'm like, I'm Luke screaming, no! I feel uh, like that's I, what's happening thing, here. Man, my, uh, I didn't want to do this with with you in Star Wars. I wanted to be here while you enjoyed it. But yeah, it seems like this is one of those cases where you have to look at what may be the best way to tell the story outside of what you might want. Because I, here is what, if I were in your position, I would want more than anything else in the world. I would want these movies to be good movies because that means people would talk about them longer, they'd last longer, people would remember them better, and they would be the cultural touchstone that they've always been. I, I want them to be better movies than fan service movies. I guess also if she were a Kenobi, then there's nothing, there's no struggle behind that. As opposed to if she's a Skywalker, then Luke dumped her at an early age, even before Kylo Ren destroyed the temple. Like, he, like almost a, a whole decade before Kylo Ren destroyed the temple. Like, he dumped her, maybe because he couldn't process, he couldn't, raise her and train Kylo Ren at the same time and he just felt the pressure so she he just dumped her somewhere and like yes there you go Chris that's what I'm talking about you're like thinking of what would be a better conflicting story like that that would be more conflicting absolutely I just and it absolutely brings it brings up the point that if an Obi-Wan was it who does she have to look at and be like you needed to give me answers all these people who knew who her parents were like Maz and Han. Han's dead. Like, what did Leia know? How would Leia even know? How does Leia know what the Kenobis were up to? That's more information they got to give us. But if she's got Luke around and other people to be like, you did this to me. I want answers. Where are my answers? That would be more compelling. Absolutely. Well, I guess she's a Skywalker, guys. You've heard it here first. (laughs) That's not necessarily the case because, again... Just because everything points to her being a solo on on a filmmaking standpoint, canonically, for a fan base that is detectives to the max, they've kind of mathematically made it clear that that doesn't work. So, And they've given no other clues other than really on the nose, this is Star Wars about the Skywalker sort of hints that she could be a Skywalker. They, But she could honestly be anybody. Plot twist: Finn's I a Skywalker. Be fine with that, but it sounds like she's probably a Skywalker. <laughs> Finn's probably a Skywalker. 
Probably. What if Finn was a Skywalker? That'd be crazy. Oh, I would. I I'd rip the, I'd rip I'd rip my chair out the out of the floor and just throw it somewhere. Throw it at someone probably. The first person I see. Why? Finn. That's out of left field. That's info dump. Yeah. They're not leading to that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Last thing. You want to take a shot at the plot? Oh, damn. Um, you know more about Ryan really, Johnson really, and his writing than I do. I want to hear what you think he's going to do. Given the... Given what has... Given... He's worked closely with the Lucasfilm Story Group, which is in charge of the canon outside of the films. He was writing Force Awakens while he was watching... He, he was writing The Last Jedi while he was watching dailies for The Force Awakens. You know more about him than I do. You you take a shot. What is he... What, what's he going to do? If there's anything... Uh, if there's anything that I've noticed about his movies that I would say is consistent is that by the time the third act comes around the whatever the conflict the hero or the characters are going through is existential it's it's philosophical it's universal but whatever it is it's hating them to the core so i really liked the idea we were talking about this earlier i don't remember if it was yours but i really liked the idea of luke trying to train her her being too powerful him getting scared her running away uh, possibly getting almost seduced by Kylo or at the very least captured by them and uh, something is about to happen, like maybe he's going to vampire suck her force out and that's what that whole like bending back scene is. And Luke comes in, uh, a different person, making the sacrifice and the decision that, you know what, I, I am the last Jedi. I am going to defend her. I am going to do the right thing here. She's an innocent, and this is my fight now. I need to no longer be in the shadows, you know, moping because the temple didn't give me any information that I wanted. I'm coming back into the fray and saving the world again. And if that's a sacrifice or if that's a decision, that seems like it would work a lot. Because if people are talking about Mark Hamill being as good as he is and this being a lot more his story, uh, which would make sense, like if if the Force Awakens was supposed to be Han's story and this was supposed to be Luke's story and the ninth one was supposed to be Leia's story, then it makes sense that Luke is uh, on the fence about a decision here that is going to affect both the way he sees the world for now on and the way he sees himself more importantly. Um, is it too extreme to think that Luke dumped Rey because she, not because she was too powerful but because she was a distraction from his goal it, if that's the case then it really makes Luke like like a, just a sh massive d-bag I know right <laughs> I thought I, th I was thinking that's too extreme uh, no I don't think I mean if, if the reason was he had a goal and she was like a five-year-old little girl was in the way of it so he dumped her on a desert planet to be a slave screw luke skywalker i don't want to see his movies anymore <laughs> like, that's terrible <laughs> terrible <laughs> uh, that's something kylo would do man that's something like i have ambitions um like that happens in game of thrones man a guy is so ambitious about wanting to be king 
He absolutely sacrifices his own daughter to a pit of fire so that he could appease the gods, and they still kill him anyway. So no, I don't think they're going to do that. Um. Okay, I'm going to take my shot at it. Um, I, I've had this history of predicting how films will go and almost being right based on trailers and such. I almost got The Force Awakens right. Good on. I wrote a fan fiction. I just watched The Force Awakens before we did I this. Know. And yeah, that trailer is actually tells the plot pretty well. Um, I, um, I wrote a fan fiction on Kung Fu Panda. And Kung Fu Panda 3 almost matched it, beat for beat. So, give that... Well, that's because it's a rehash of the second movie. Yeah, without any trailers. Without any trailers. As soon as the second one came out, I started writing that, and it took me two years to write that fanfiction. And then they released it two years after that, and I almost got it right. Like, 92% I got it right. That was back in 2012. It looks like you and them... It looks like you and the writers of Kung Fu Panda 3 also watched Kung Fu Panda 2. Um, so, but but this movie, I feel like I'm just taking a wild shot in the dark. Um, based on They're the trailers. They're keeping their marketing close to the chest. Like, I think a lot of the trailers is misdirection. I think Ray... I think Kylo Ren extending the hand to Ray is misdirection. I examined those two shots closely. They're two different locations. I even down to the to the to the fall off on their faces. With the background I mean, of the fall off on their even faces. Even if that's the case, even if that's the case, though, Chris, who would be who would he be extending his hand out to? That is true. Maybe that was cut from the movie. That's the question people don't tend to ask. Like, I, if you don't want to care about whether they are actually together in that scene. What leads him to lead his hand out like that? Maybe that maybe maybe it was cut from the movie. The the original cut was three hours, according to Ryan Johnson. I think there's stuff cut, but I don't think that. I don't think they're gonna cut that. That's too much of a, a discussion piece for people. Maybe they are trying to get this point across, and if they put in the movie that she may have that conflict inside, then it works. But if she doesn't have that conflict and that moment doesn't happen, then that's a that's a lie. You basically lied about your movie. I think, and especially if you don't have that shot. Okay, here's what I think. I think it's gonna have the same beats as Empire, but not ex- not the exact like like the same beats, but not what the beats were. There's, it's gonna be like the resistance is gonna get pummeled in a battle. They're gonna be fleeing for their lives. Um, Ray at some point's going to confront Snoke and Kylo Ren. What? Train with Luke for one. Train with Luke, yes. Probably fail. Luke trains with Yoda in the second one. Okay, here's a question. Does she fail Luke or does Luke fail her? Luke fails her. Okay. Um, Finn is going to go undercover at some point with the First Order. And um, with 
uh, Rose Tico, Kelly Marie Tran's character. Have you even heard of Kelly Marie Tran? As an actress? Yes. I think I've seen her in something and I forgot what it was, but... Okay. I don't remember what. I just um, keep forgetting, like, her... I keep forgetting her and Benicio Del Toro in this because they're keeping their stuff so hidden. Right. Benicio Del Toro's character is going to be a wrench and everything. I don't know how Canto Bite plays into this whole thing and why they're there. Um... I think uh, Porgs are going to be the new minions, for sure. Um, <laughs> Hope not. Oh, they will be. Trust me. But much more subtle. That's not a good. Much more subtle. Not It'll be good. earned. It'll be earned. Instead of forced. If the end result is minions. Nothing to you. Um. I think Ray's going to confront Snoke. She's probably going to come to the same conclusion as Luke did. This is what I want to happen, of course, because I'm a fan. But I think she's going to come to the same conclusion Luke does at the end of Return of the Jedi and say, no, you're wrong. You're like, you're wrong. And then Snoke's going to... I do like this Force Vampire thing. I didn't... On the surface level, when you hear Force Vampire... It's weird. I don't like that term. But that's what it is. Because it makes it think something completely more dumb. Um, I think she says no, and then Snow's going to try to um, suck the force out of her or whatever. And then Luke's going to intervene somehow. Um, begrudging, uh, to her chagrin... Um, some revelation that Luke withheld from her is going to throw a, throw a cat, throw a wedge in between them. That's going to, you know, um, but I want, it's like, usually I can predict these in a timeline though. I don't know how, I don't know. I'm just, I just want to see how he, I just want to see how Ryan Johnson does it. I just want to see how he does it. I think it. they're keeping this one specifically. They're keeping this one specifically mysterious. You're also staying away from a lot of marketing material. I am. Uh, so I think you're gonna. I think this is a good thing, dude. You're gonna have a clean slate on a movie that a lot of people seem to really enjoy. So and just enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, she could belong to anybody. Ryan Johnson has come out and said that it's more important to her. Then it's, it's more important to her who where she comes from than the universe. I think that's what he said. That it's okay, that it's probably maybe it's not somebody famous. I like to think like there's a, okay there's a theory floating around from an interview that um that um. Adam Driver did, where he referred to Rey as the character as a princess, and that set everyone off, as you can imagine. Like, it really set everyone off. And then, you got the theory in my mind, okay, what if she is a 
princess of a long lost tribe or something like that. And they are hiding her. They're hiding her because of her importance, but that also with the Kenobi thing has not really been introduced. So there would be a level of explanation that would have to be. Okay, I honestly don't see her being belonging to somebody we haven't met yet, because there's no con there's not not necessarily conflict there that none that I see, or probably that I don't want to see. I don't even know well, that, my I don't even know myself anymore. Yourself, I don't even know myself anymore. Well, that's why you'd have to ask, you'd have to ask yourself the question: What is what is the importance? What is the arc? And what can she get out of the one major conflict she has in Force Awakens, which is that she. Uh, is waiting for her family. She wants to know uh, where her, who her family is, but more importantly, she's waiting for them. She's been waiting for answers. She's been waiting for her life to start and begin, and now it's started. So maybe when she does get those answers and they are important to her, it's more of a reward, or her response to that is her reward. Maybe she finds out that information or finally does get to find out what happens to her parents and maybe see their graves or something like that or meet somebody who knew who knew them and she's like, now I have conclusion. Now I am complete. I'm a complete person. I now know what happened to my family. That to me, if they make it personal enough, would work. Absolutely work. It wouldn't be important to us. It wouldn't be the biggest thing in the world, but she would feel complete in who she was because they set those pieces up at the beginning of Force Awakens. Hmm. This will be... That's more of an emotional... This will be... Like... This... I feel like this Last Jedi... Like... I'm totally honest. I have... I had... I... Haven't seen... Okay, this is going to turn into a therapy session. I'm going to cut this into two episodes. So, this is going to turn into a therapy session real quick. Before I had even seen Looper, or have have even considered seeing Looper, I had heard from someone I listened to, uh, Christian Harloff in particular, he said, you don't get Ryan Johnson for Sunshine and Rainbows. This movie is going to be dark, it's going to be mysterious. It's going to keep you on the edge of your seat. Now. Yes. Absolutely. That scares that scared me. And it still scares me 4 days before the movie comes out. And I get to see it and process the information myself. I, I agree that you get Ryan Johnson for dark, gritty stuff. That's what he's able to do. But it's also the emotional weight of the material more than anything. It's it's The grit is on an like, emotional human level. So, But the thing is, he's a populist director. People tend to forget that. Like He may have heavy content, but he still uses the camera in a lot of fun, inventive ways. He loves sound design. He loves to focus things on... Um, one one moment and then just kind of fluidly make the camera work with it. He he is a very fun filmmaker as well as being someone who doesn't mind getting the best out of a very dark story. And that's what like kept me away from like you guys insisted I see Brick and I'm just, and I honestly was like 
it's probably going to be too dark for me. It's going to be too much for me. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be, there's no sunshine at the end of the tunnel. It's going to be bleak. I'm going to hate my life. Like I do. Okay. Here's the thing. Sicario. I was like before, like, like I saw Sicario, right? This is how much of a newbie I am. I saw Sicario. Before then, I was just trying to see as many movies as I could. I was at that craze. Mm-hmm. Then I saw Sicario, and I'm like, this is the bleakest story I've ever seen in my whole entire life, and I want to make nothing like it. That well, emotionally honest, destroyed me. <laughs> that movie emotionally destroyed me. And it, and also left me no doubt that Benicio That's del Toro is going movie. to be dest- is going to destroy in this movie. He's going to slay. It's going to be great in this movie. I I yeah I, Sicario, I'd say along with probably the Counselor is one of those like truly nihilistic movies. Those kind of movies that are like the world sucks. Period. That's what I thought Brick was going to be. End of sentence. That's what I thought Brick and Looper were no, going to be. Brick. Brick Looper is more hopeful than Brick. Brick is more of a job well done by a guy that gets scarred by it. It's a kind of a revenge story, if anything. So there is sort of a justice that comes at the end of that movie that you get. You get a satisfaction of justice. But, I mean, I could point you to some terribly, really dark movies. No, 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 those kind of movies are not necessarily what Ryan Johnson does. Ryan Johnson can explore those areas, but he does it within a genre. He understands that at the end of a genre, there's a point. So if he's going to make a detective story and he may get in those dark elements, he's also going to make sure that the murderer goes down. If he's going to make a sci-fi story about time travel and stuff, he's going to make sure the rules work, but he's also going to put like a, a hopeful ending at it. At, at it. You, you may have a movie that has a lot of like nihilistic universal stuff in a sci-fi story, but he puts a hopeful ending on it because that's what the genre really kind of calls for. I, it's the same thing with Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, the episodes he makes are really dark and disturbing and, and they go down the rabbit hole for him because as that series, go, series goes, he, he specifically picked the ones that were the most heart-wrenching because that's the material he gets the best out of but he still gives a lot of humanity to the relationships in that show there are characters that hate each other at a certain point but he really reminds you why they loved each other at one point he he's not he's not devoid of humanity sicario to a certain extent as a script is devoid of humanity as a film i think it has a lot of life to it that really is drowned out by the nihilism of it but that's a movie so i would say you picked a very a very 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 dark movie to jump into that that's a really dark one that like if you ever see something called the counselor don't ever watch it don't ever watch the counselor a movie so good don't tell me to watch it (laughs) wow it's a good it's a good movie but it's a movie that's incredibly dark there's no light at the end of the tunnel there's no light in any of the scenes uh, all of the characters are terrible, and uh, God, and it was made by a man whose brother had just jumped off a bridge. He made that movie after his brother, who was also a massive filmmaker, committed suicide, and he leaned heavily, heavily into his grief when he made that movie. It's all over every shot. That is a that is a dark 
nihilistic, the world sucks, period. Double what you felt for Sicario, you got the counselor. Oh, God. That's why I never saw American Sniper. Oh, American Sniper's fine. That's not a dark nihilistic movie, actually. I wouldn't say so. That's a very... That's a very humane, um, loving portrait of a man who enjoyed his job and still suffered from the PTSD that comes from war. Like, I don't think that's a great movie, but in terms of what Bradley Cooper does and how that story moves structurally, it's a PTSD story. It's about what people go through and and how they come out of it in the end. Not the same person, but still a human being. So you could say I'm still I'm still like edged away from stuff like that. And when I heard about Ryan Johnson without seeing Looper or Brick, I'm just like, he is going to do everything I wouldn't do, and it's going to piss me off. He's going to turn right to the dark side. He's probably going to kill off Poe, like like Han, like Han Solo was supposed to be in Episode Five, and he's going to do all these things that's so dark and so inhumane or whatever with the Star Wars. I was so scared. Now I'm it. Now I've uh, I've upvoted to interested in what he does. But I'm still anxious. I have anxiety. I lose sleep because I'm thinking about, oh God, what is this crazed man gonna do with my Star Wars? But you see, know, you should be, you should be fine. You should be okay because here's the thing: Empire doesn't have a happy ending. I know you want a happy ending, but it doesn't have a happy ending because well, at Return least of the Jedi. At least, so at- of course, this movie has to be dark so that we can get a super happy third star wars movie ending like you, you we have to get to that point and he really wants to dig the well down deep so we really rise up at the end hmm. this isn't supposed to have a happy ending this isn't gonna have a happy ending i know if it does i would be shocked that would be the most shocking thing to me if we got a happy ish ending i would be like oh dang all right cool <laughs> So yeah, I am. I don't expect it. I'm really nervous. These are my final remarks before I go see The Force Awakens. I feel like this is a suicide letter, but it's not. Um, Wait, before you go see what? Before I go see Last Jedi. There you go. Before I go see um, this movie, um, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm scared. I don't know what's gonna happen. I've stayed away from the promotional material as much as I can. Now YouTube ads are popping up. Now nobody is safe. Um, I Here's the great thing, Chris. I just imagined everything you said, but before like a video, you made it going into surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm scared. Uh, I haven't seen the promotional material yet. It's all over YouTube. This is really crazy. <laughs> yeah, nobody is safe now. Um... But I'm somewhat confident that I'll at least get, like, as a fan, I know what I want. But as a filmmaker, I think I know what he's going to do. Honestly, I think I know what he's going to do. And it scares me as a fan. 
But I guess that's part of the thrill of it. It is. Yes. Uh, now, I here's the thing. This is the sort of thing you're going to be much easier to accept when you're looking at properties that you don't care as much as this. The fact that you're willing to even say that about your favorite, favorite film series, Ben, that's awesome. Like, I see... It means you're gonna. It means you're gonna be open to the series the way he wants you to. He wants people to look at him and be like, "Prepare, because I got something for you." I feel like Luke is going to try his best to train Ray, but he's gonna fail. He's gonna prove never meet your heroes. Um, Ray is going to be tested very hard. She's not gonna want to wait for anything. I do, for whatever reason, see her going to the dark side in this movie. I'm just... There, I said it. I see her doing this. I don't want her to. It's a possibility. I don't... It's a possibility. As a filmmaker, honestly, I don't see how you can compete with that. Because, yes, you have Luke... But then it's all about Luke. It's not about the new guys. It never was about the new guys. So why introduce them in the first place? Because, because it is about the new guys. But at the, at the, here's what I would say. I mean, I don't think she's going to turn to the dark side fully. I don't think the movie is going to end with her being on the dark side. I think it's going to end with her. But at the very least, it's going to absolutely indulge in the seduction of the dark side. We're going to see what it's like to be seduced by the dark side through Ray. And by the end, she may make that decision, but I think Luke is going to stop her, and the the death or the sacrifice or whatever Luke does will probably snap her out of it. That is my hope. But if it doesn't happen, uh, I would I, that would be interesting to me. I don't think I don't think she's walking away from this uh, joining the dark side. It's not that I'm saying uh, fully. I'm not saying I see her maybe being or almost seduced. I'm not saying she should come out of this unscathed. I'm absolutely saying test them, punish them, brutalize them, beat them to the ground, bloodied to a pulp. But darn it, if I don't see them spit that blood out and get back up on their feet and get ready for the third movie, I will be pissed. There you go. That's what I want to hear. I want her... That's what I want too, man. If they're going to do this Ray turns to the dark side thing, it has to be for a moment. She has to experience this, quote, bliss of it. And then she has to come to that decision. And I see... This is what I see happening. Now that you've activated the... you've now that Thank you, Alex. Thank you for listening to me rant about this and talk about... I really do appreciate it. You're a true friend. Your true friend. I love movies. I love talking about them. My thing is, I think, this is my final prediction. This is what we're here for. My final prediction. She goes to confront Snoke. She feels she can do it. She is tested physically. And then, force power wise, she reveals some, she actually holds her own. Against Snoke. Then Snoke goes all vampire-y and just tries to seduce her. And Snoke is like, don't you see? Or she, even better, I think. Or she's fighting Kylo Ren. Okay, she's fighting the Praetorian Guards. 
excuse me. <clears throat> She's fighting the Praetorian guards. She beats them. Then it's Kylo. Ren, then it's the Knights of Ren. She beats them. Then it's the. Then it's Kylo Ren. She barely beats Kylo Ren. And then Snoke's just trying to seduce her. And he's trying and try like he's trying to seduce her, and she's like right there. She's on the cliffs. She's emotionally there. She's on the cliff's edge. She's ready to make. She's deciding whether or not she's about to make that jump and kill Kylo Ren. And then, which would and then, like she's about to do it, and then she's just like she deactivates the lightsaber. Says no, no, I'm not gonna do it. Then, Snoke then does the bendy stuff from the trailer. Then he's just like, fulfill (laughs) your destiny. And then, maybe, maybe, Kylo... (sighs) Now I'm deciding who who should break this up. I'm, I'm on the edge between either Kylo Ren breaks it up, which would... Fulfill, which would which would fulfill what the the hand extending out uh, to Ray, which would do that, which would complete his turn, or it's Luke who intervenes, which completes his arc. But then you pro- there, I don't see having that shot of Kylo Ren extending his hand out. Maybe he's extending it out to. Luke, who's trying to get a battered, broken, and bloody Ray, an uncon- another like unconscious Ray, out of this exploding place, and Kylo Ren extends his hand out to Luke, and he helps him get Ray to safety, and then Kylo Ren runs away before he he's even like or tried or arrested or whatever thing. He runs away, and Snoke gets off scots free. Like he he gets away. Snoke gets away too because we can't have the we can't have the conclusion of the story in the in the in the middle movie. But hey, you know that actually reminds me. What do you think? Of, what do you think is going to happen with Dom Hill Gleason's character? I think mm, he might get the phasma treatment. Not in in terms he's of stuck. he's really good. In terms of in terms of screen time I think he's going to get the Phasma treatment I think you're going to see much more Phasma than you are of Hux if not 60-40 in favor of Phasma there's one there's one other thing I found interesting I you said that Ray would be impatient in her training I actually think it's going to be the opposite way I think the very fact that she was willing to sit on a desert planet and wait for her family for that long proves that she is the opposite of Luke. She is, in fact, very patient, and she is going to be willing to stay there and do her training and do everything right, but because she's doing it so well and correctly, it scares the crap out of Luke, and Luke is like, no, I'm not going to do this. You're No. And she's like, no, please train me. I'll do this. I don't care. And he's like, no, get away from me. And she's like, all right. <laughs> Whatever. But then there's a line in the trick. way more patient than then, put the line in the trailer where Luke says, this is not going to go the way you think. Which is a meta line for a trailer. 
It is, but maybe he's not talking to her. Maybe he's talking to Leia. No, landscape, landscape of the background doesn't make any sense. Um, what if she's a hologram? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? What do you think? Uh, I think it's very unpredictable because they haven't given us a lot of information. I think in terms of her, there's three ways they could go about it. Either A, she tries to confront evil, she gets captured. They bring something to her that really shakes her to the core, and she barely gets out alive, um, a la Empire. Or she gets close to being seduced to the dark side, uh, either by the end of the movie she's being seduced, or she is almost being seduced by the end of it and something happens and she steps away from them. Therefore, at, by the end of the movie, whether she's with the dark side or not, she has dark side in her. And then, or she is completely dark side by the end of the movie and they have to save her in some way by the third movie and they have to change her with Luke uh, leading all the Finn and Poe and everybody else trying to get her to change. That's a possibility, too. I don't think they're going to carry her on to the next film as a dark side person, but I do see her being seduced because I think they want to show us what it's like to be seduced by the dark side from from uh, from Snoke. Unless they do something... He ex- obviously did something to the... Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, do something. He's doing something. Or they're going to do something unbelievable with Kylo Ren. And we're going to get his perspective of what it's like to be seduced by the dark side. That's the only... Well, yeah, that's another thing, too. Thing... I mean, if you have Kylo Ren and he's... They got to tell us what happened with the Knights of Ren anyway. Yes, they gotta, they, we got to see, some, we gotta see some Knights of Ren action. Um, I think if you have Ben Solo, Kylo Ren... You don't necessarily need to see the dark side from Ray's point of view, because you could see, clearly see the struggle in in Kylo Ren, because he just killed his dad. He's he, you could see in the trailer he's coming to the brink of killing his mom. So he's conflicted. He is conflicted. And that's the other thing. That's another big question people aren't talking about. What is it going to be like when he sees Luke? Because, dude, he's going to see Luke. Why would he not see his master? In this movie. Do you think it'll be in this movie? Do you think it'll be in this movie? Yeah, I think it's in this movie. Well... I think Luke totally sees Kylo, at least by the end. Yeah. But that's how... And then um, Finn is going to... Okay. Finn... Is probably going to get the piss beaten out of him by Phasma because we got to put Phasma over after the disaster that was her role in Force Awakens. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Poe is going to learn what it really means to be a leader. Um, Leia's got to make a decision on her on her son because he just killed his father. So she's got to make a decision there. I think I think she's gonna yep. think she's gonna still believe still believe in him. Um, I think. Hmm. 
But I don't see this happening in a timeline. I see this happening however Ryan Johnson wants it edited. Hmm. I agree. And John Williams' score will be great. Let's not forget that. It's the most important thing. Yes. It'll be a good score. Well, I, this, I think I think we're good, man. I think we've gotten that all out. So there you go, everybody. Last Jedi predictions. You've truly accepted the possibility of every option in a very cathartic way. She turns to the dark side. The Phantom is just going to die. And I'm just going to be like, okay, now i got to look at this like I do Marvel movies. <laughs> yes. When's Thanos coming? When's Thanos coming? When's Thanos coming? Just show me Darth Vader and just get it over with your stupid fan service. I feel like as a fan, if she turns to the dark side, I'm going to be so sour to this universe. Because then there's no hope for anybody. Uh, Then you are a nihilist. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. You know there's a third movie coming. You know Star Wars I know. movies always end on a hopeful movie. It's December 2019. I what have to wait a full about? two years. Two years. All right. Can we get a Han Solo movie in there? That's going to suck. Um, I guess we're done here. We've gone four hours, but you've probably seen this in a second video. But, um, yeah. So that was our last Jedi predictions. Um, movie comes out on Thursday, in four days from now. I am uh, excited. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm probably gonna lose sleep some more. I'm probably gonna fail my finals. I'm kidding. I'll be fine. Uh, um. Hope not. <laughs> yeah. So again, thank you, Alex. You heard me rant for two hours. So. <laughs> no worries, man. Anytime. You got the time. To, you got your chance to fire back at me and my stupid theory after I f- shot your theory down. So I don't think I. I don't think it's stupid. I just think each one of our theories has holes that can be shot down with. Yeah. Either way, we are confident that Ryan Johnson will go in the best path. I am absolutely. I trust him. I still haven't seen Brothers Bloom. I probably should, though. It's the weakest of the three. He's only made... Oh, he's, yeah, he's only made three. I thought there was a fourth. Anyway, whatever. So that'll do it, everybody. Uh, just a bunch of Breaking Bad. I see. Um. So that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um. Alex, say goodbye. Bye.